question for you that I found on a question and answer site on the World Wide Web, triple dub, <laughs> if you happen to be in the biz, core.com, who is the poorest person on earth? And it's interesting, before you I, you answer this, it's interesting to see the answers that have already been posted on Quora, yeah. because they really range to things you would totally <laughs> not expect. So my first thought is that I'd go with someone um, really old instead of really young, only because their potential is um, less. Wow, you know what? what? That's, that's totally unique. There is nobody who viewed poverty in terms of age. Mm. So if you're age poor, that certainly is. Like if I'm 90 years old and I'm sick and I know I'm going to die within the next month, say, then that certainly makes me poorer than just about anyone. Yeah, because if I'm five years old and poor, even with no potential prospects that I can see, there's still obviously a lot of potential that I may not know about. So so this leads me to another question. Do you mind if I interrupt this question? Not at all, but I want to get back to the poor person. All right. Yeah. So, so I was reading about the difference between psychological time and clock time. So obviously sometimes... If you're just going to a job and day in and day out, you do the same thing, you clock the same clock and so on, it feels like five years goes by in a second. And the theory is if you do lots of different interesting things outside of your comfort zone, then time feels much slower. In some sense, you slow down your psychological clock by having many interesting experiences. Wait, slower or meaning, are you talking about tedium or like getting more out of life? In other words, when you started, I thought it sounded like you want to make the day pass faster. Well, the idea is life goes by very fast if you do the same thing every day. You feel like, oh my gosh, that was just yesterday I started at this job and 15 oh, years has gone man. by. I have exactly the opposite experience of that. I was actually thinking well, about that today, about uh, how my first jobs in life were menial labor. Right, so the day itself goes very long. But life goes fast. But but then like five years later, the next thing you know... Do you have some evidence for this? I don't. This sounds like that's you just how and your... I, that's how I feel when I'm in like a tedious job. Like suddenly six months go by right. and it feels like I just walked in the door for the first time. Like, I bet when you have a tedious job, you can't remember what you had for lunch any one specific day. What did you have for lunch yesterday? I can't remember. But you have a good job. You're disproving your point. What did you have for lunch today? What did you have for lunch today? Spinach I had for lunch yesterday and spinach I had for lunch today. (laughs) Well, maybe spinach is not so good for your memory. Um, Tedious at spinach. (laughs) All right, so tell me where you're going with this. My my theory is, is that the way to live a rich life, no matter what age you are, is variety. Is to have do many things, have many experiences outside of so your comfort zone. The poorest person you're leaning toward, you're getting to, is it someone who does the same thing every day? Right. So roughly. they so, and they're old. Right. So suddenly 70 years passes by and what do they regret? They regret that they didn't try out for the ballet or they didn't start their own company or they didn't travel around the world or they didn't marry the person they loved. Like, so, you know, you, you see this in the regrets of the dying. Like it's always things they didn't do as opposed to things they didn't own. So I appreciate that view, but I have a slightly opposite view um, concerning It's reg- either opposite regrets. or it's like. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. So this is more of like a, a business idea than a kind of life philosophy idea. Okay. But I think that people often put a lot of emphasis on the things that they you know should be doing, the projects that they want to make happening, the ideas that they're trying to develop. And I think that what's undervalued is saying no to all the crap that will occupy your brain space and all the opportunity cost of all the crap. I totally agree with that, particularly 
in terms of like if someone asks you to do different things or to have like, lunch even or to have right? or have a cup of coffee or, or the worst is destination weddings like those have to be the worst <laughs> like July 4th Hawaii be there no way but but uh, that's a little different right, i think saying no is, is its own different. power saying no is its own power let's now that you brought that up so i read this book that i loved um it's a biography of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which is a band I like fine. I don't love them, but it was written by a guy I know who's a wonderful writer named Warren Zanes, who used to be in a rock and roll band called the Del Fuegos. And I was in a rock and roll band. We toured with them, so I knew him way back then. And Warren became many things, including a PhD and now a writer, written this Tom Petty book. What the book is really about, even though it's a bio of Tom Petty, is about what it is to be in a band. So partly it's kind of band of brothers, like we're a fraternity and we're going to fight and da-da-da, but we're a band. But the big part was if you want to get stuff done, like if you want to be in a band and have a record and write good songs and have the good songs come out, not the bad, you have to you have to be pretty tough. You have to like say no to a lot of requests for stupid stuff. And it made me realize how much everybody has to do that all the time if they want to be happy with what they're trying to accomplish. Because I think there's a lot of emphasis now, these days, these last couple decades, let's say, put on um, kind of collegiality and cooperation, all of which I'm in favor of. But what would you say, James, to people who say, you know, I'm all for not being a jerk, but I'm also all for accomplishing what I want to accomplish and doing what I want to do. And if I go to the wedding in Hawaii, that's five days when I'm not going to be doing anything I want to do, even if it seems like an obligation. Steven and I have this one under control, but I'm going to grab our QOD Magic 8-Ball just in case. We'll be right back. Igloo is an intranet that you will actually like. It's the cloud portal that can help you do your best work. Igloo makes secure file sharing, sending blog team updates, coordinating calendars, and managing projects between departments easy and reliable. And just like most of your favorite apps that you use every day, it is easy to use. Igloo is also flexible, giving you the ability to get your work done how you want it, where you want, and on whatever device you want. Plus, with the addition of comments and like buttons, Igloo can help you bring more fun back into your office collaboration. Whether you're a large enterprise stuck using SharePoint or a fast-growing business overwhelmed by apps, Igloo creates an intranet that matches your brand's look and feel, simplifies how you work, and is accessible on your phone. Sign up now, and you can try it for free at igloosoftware.com slash question. Again, that's igloosoftware.com slash question for an intranet you will actually enjoy. So, you know, I do think you can be rich or poor in your ability to say no, and that leads to further abundance. So like you said, if you can um, be very good or put yourself in a situation where you have the power to say no to the things you don't want to do and yes to the things you do want to do, you will achieve better happiness and more well-being in your life and so on. So I bet there are a few people who would argue with that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to diminish sure. your point. It's a good point. But the key is how you do it. Because there's that fine line between what you did, which is hurt feelings, or I think more commonly for people in a work sphere, is is people worrying that th- everybody's going to think you're a jerk when you when you pass on something. I think like anything else, it's a skill, and so you have to practice it. So you have to put yourself in situations where you're saying no to easy All right, things. Let's practice. All right. So, hey James, there's this backgammon tournament coming up in Iowa. And I'm thinking about doing it, and uh, you know, it's a pairs tournament. Will you come be my teammate? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. 
Okay, so I'm glad you're coming to Iowa with me for the for the back game. When is it? I'm I'm clearing my calendar <laughs> right now. Oh, and by the way, uh, we have to go on bicycles. Hey, I need to get in shape. All right, so I want the answer to the question. So the question was, who is the poorest person on Earth, basically? Yes, who is the poorest person on Earth? So I didn't even take any really good guesses. My only guess was, my first line of thinking would be, it'd be someone old, not young, because there's no potential for earning. Um, I'm going to say... What if it's an old billionaire? Uh, well, then I have to think you're defining poor in some way that doesn't Im- include money, which I, I didn't think you were, but maybe you are. I mean, T. Boone Pickens is in his 80s, and I think he just got married his sixth wife or fifth wife. So that's a good thing, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so tell me, who is the poorest person on Earth? Well, there's a bunch of answers, um, but uh, one answer was Jerome Curviel, who was the Society General uh, trader who lost a ton of money, and he's so $6 he's in billion hole, dollars right? in debt, okay. and he's in jail, so they thought he was the poorest. But I actually want to go with the literal answer, which is someone who's essentially has nothing and no food to eat and is starving and is sick. I actually legitimately think the literal answer is correct. But then the third type of answer, which is what you were alluding to, is someone who is poor in some other intangible thing, like whether it's age or success or family life or relationships. And so that's a viable answer as well, although I think the literal answer is probably the most accurate. You know, those are interesting. The thing about Cora, one thing about Cora that uh, puzzles me is how may, maybe it's not that there are so many people so obsessed with it, but there are a lot of questions that are just about how to get rich or how to get more money or how to make a lot of money out of a little money. Do you find that? Or it just seems like that's what I come across on Cora a lot. I think that's all across the United States. If you look at like a lot of podcasts, I see this in my in some of my own podcasts. Uh, if you specifically talk about money in the title, they get more downloads than if you don't talk about money in the title. Mm. So people, and you know, people are struggling. You see, you know, the average salary for people ages 18 to 35 has gone from $36,000 to $33,000 in the past 15 years. So, and inflation's gone up. So people are legitimately getting tighter and tighter. Like they're they're getting strangled and student loan debt is going up. So people are having a hard time. So more people care about money. After this word, hear what we have next week for you on Question of the Day. Don't forget, Igloo is an intranet that you'll actually like. Whether you're a large enterprise or a fast-growing business, create an intranet that matches your brand's look and feel, simplifies how you work, and is accessible on your phone. Sign up now. Try it for free at igloosoftware.com slash question. Again, that is igloosoftware.com slash question for an intranet you'll actually enjoy. Next time on Question of the Day. You remember a recent episode of this program in which we discussed the following question. What is the best possible future discovery or invention? When we did that episode, we also asked our listeners to tweet us their suggestions. I have to say, you listeners, you guys are pretty awesome. Not because you're just voluminous, which you were voluminous, But also, some of these were um, not just about the thing that they think is a great discovery. It says a lot about how you see the world and what are the problems in the world. Question of the Day is produced and mixed by Nathan Rossborough with Allison Hockenberry. 